0: Welcome back to another episode of Entrepot. I'm your host, Nathan Hill, and you're listening live on full service radio at the Line Hotel and Adams Morgan. Entrepot is an interview series concerned with art and design and how the two intersect. Each week, I talk with fellow creatives about their craft, providing us with unique perspectives into a variety of fields. Entrepos is brought to you by Spathill, Hill, a contemporary design practice that focuses on interiors, signage, branding, and publication design. You can find out more about Spathill Hill and the Entrepot project at com. That's S-P-A-E-T-H-H-I-L-L lcom My guest today is Dutch artist Ralph Nauta co-founder of Amsterdam-based practice Studio Drift. Studio Drift is known for its experimental sculptures, installations, and performances. Their work has been exhibited at the Victoria and Albert Museum, the Met Museum, and the Stedelijk Museum, only to name a few. Welcome to the show, Ralph. Hi. um,
1: Pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for joining me and taking time. Um, I'm very excited to to have you on to talk about the work that you do. Uh, I think what we... Um, what would be great is if we start off with just a brief intro to you and, and to Drift and, and what, what, uh, what you guys do and, and what kind of work you produce.
1: Sure. So um, our practice started around, I think now, 13 years ago um, uh, when uh, Lonneke and my uh, partner, Lonneke and Gordijn, um, and I started working together, um, and it, it came from this conversation that we were having for the, for six years uh, uh, prior to that, um, whereby we were uh, constantly in dialogue about the differences between our technical um, technical world and the natural world around us. And we found a lot of similarities in how we thought, but from a different angle. So I was more the sci-fi kid, where she was like uh, super focused on... on uh, natural elements and, and processes so while well, trying to get close together we, we, we discovered even that these worlds are not as far over each other uh, as we uh, in the beginning thought so we just put one and one together and that was the beginning of our studio um, yeah so from there we've always been building these installations that by nature and technology come together to form these new, uh, these, uh, new systems
0: that's awesome um, how many people are on your team I feel like it's, it's pretty large right it's grown
1: yeah, it's been uh, growing um, very steadily over the last couple of years. We're at 64 now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, in-house, it's more 40 people that are doing the the building of the installations and the uh, designing, the, um, well, everything that comes with a larger studio. And then um, we have another 20 people at home actually <laughs> gluing dandelion <laughs> seats one by one on LEDs to create our your future pieces so
0: yeah I know I've I've seen clips of that um, in various places around the web and it looks very um, intense but also like a very calming practice to be able to um, sit and really just kind of glue these seeds together um, that takes a long time yeah all
1: oh, right super calming and uh, yeah it takes it definitely takes a long time but that's also you know what is so nice about a process like this you just get into this certain rhythm and you're it's like with this tweezer like very precisely gluing these seeds on and at a certain point you're just yeah you're losing time and you, yeah and then you've made a couple and um, yeah it, but it's with all these you know, like handwork, work fine detailed things if you, you, working on like a building a model kit or something that just gets you in that zone and um, relaxes the mind so it's yeah it's a joy to do it unfortunately I don't have a lot of time still to do it but uh, we used to do it all, all ourselves
0: mm-hmm and that that project is on your website. So for listeners who are unfamiliar with that project, you definitely need to see it. Um, and we'll, before we end today, we'll we'll kind of give you a lowdown of where we can find all of your stuff. But um, definitely worth uh, checking out. I, I think it's it's an awesome it's an awesome piece. Um, and that you. brings to me that brings me to this question of um, how a lot of your work combines technology and nature together. And that seems to be a very um, specific thing within your studio um can you tell me a little bit more about just that relationship and and why that's so important
1: um good question yeah uh, yeah it's important on many levels you know first of all that's you know our childhood interests. what we what we did when we were growing up i mean uh i was uh i was always working on my cars or or like getting into some, some sci-fi narrative and, and it just, it just grew from that. And, uh, but personally, why I also th- I I think it's important is, um, you know, when you look around us, you have a lot of these large tech companies that always, um, well, look at developments that they can do from, from the financial, uh, narrative. So they're, they're thinking, how can I grow this company? How can I mm-hmm. make this work? Is tech become, important so blah 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 and sometimes you just forget to think about okay why am I actually creating this I mean what how does how does society benefit from this how can we make a better world with what we're doing and I think that's where artists can play a role is to reconnect um, these people uh, to you know creating for the right reasons and um, but it's obviously a very it's a very tough challenge because yeah well who are you coming in as an artist into like a, a company mm-hmm. in, uh, Intel and starting a whole discussion about you know feeling the technology or mm-hmm. I mean of course it's yeah it's ridiculous and and, and sometimes they would rather see you uh, go than come but in the end when you when you um, start talking each other's languages because most of the time it's for artists as well towards technicians that you know you're under under evaluating their you know knowledge and their um, um, way of thinking how to solve certain problems uh, what you could never achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as you understand each other's uh, um, goals or, your, or, or what you can bring to the table, then you can have a, a very interesting conversation and um, yeah, in the end it's all, it's all about respect both ways. But uh, yeah, I think that's what artists maybe hopefully can bring to the table is a little bit of change on, on the matter why, why we develop certain technologies.
0: Do you find um, that that takes time, that relationship building in order to like listen to each other? Because I think it is about a mental shift about how technology and how companies um, that are not art based do interact with creatives and people who do feel and do see. And um, I think it's we've got a long way to go, but I, I feel like I mean, the work that you're doing definitely exemplifies that. And I think that it's encouraging. Um, but I, I also, like, I feel like to get to that point, too, in, in a, within a conversation, that takes time and trust. It's like, you know, talking to someone that's, you know, like you just mentioned, it's like, who is this artist coming in and, to, and, and you know, what kind of value or impact are they going to have? And it's like, how do you get them to listen? Is it over time or just finding the right people?
1: Well, it's, it's, it's actually it's easier than you would think um, because you have similar interests right so you're you're talking to these genius technical engineers that you know that that have tremendous respect for for understanding you know this this very detailed thing from in some machinery and um as long as you listen to the person what he's actually trying to tell you the the beauty of the poetics of what he's doing or she's doing uh, then you will get that respect back obviously and then you can have. You know maybe help somebody think uh on a different line in, in what they're doing themselves or and, and vice versa they help you as well so it's um it's just it's just mutual respect i guess mm-hmm. and, and uh no it's it's actually not that hard okay weirdly enough i to be honest i would have expected it to be way harder but
0: uh
1: mm-hmm. um, that's yeah. good to know
0: that's encouraging
1: <laughs> but obviously i mean the next step whereby you're asking Uh, A company to put in like time and finances and um, to create something. That's a different. That's a whole different conversation, obviously. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, that's also different people within within uh, within a company like that. Um,
0: Yeah. So, um, based like, so your projects and how you, how you develop projects, are you, do you do like self-initiated projects, um, in your studio, things for you, um, and then they get recognized and then a company comes and says, I, Hey, I really like what you're doing. I mean, you've obviously built an extraordinary, um, reputation thus far. So, you know, or is it something that they come to you and they, you kind of brainstorm what the idea is and you do it together. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that it's a lot of different ways, but yeah.
1: There's a lot of different ways, but what are you um, prefer? Yeah, almost like all of the time, it's just that we think of something that we want to create, mm-hmm. and then we um, we develop the technology for it. So even the hardware, the software, yeah, um, the mechanics. Like we, we. So sort of, most of it is in house, but sometimes we have uh, um, because I also we also like that. I mean, it's really cool too. Design your own electrical circuit board, and then you know figure out where all the parts go, and then you know um, to make it as refined as possible. Um, but sometimes we do have these collaborate, sorry, uh, <laughs> it's a difficult words for me, yeah. collaboration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. So that we uh, uh, we got these tech companies coming towards us and asking, okay, can we do this and this and this together? Mm-hmm. Um, but it only works when uh, when both parties are completely open. So if if you if you have a very specific idea, if a company comes to us say, okay, we want to have this for this piece here, on it has to be blue and this size, it has to do with that, <laughs> right. then there's no there's no fun. I mean there's that no fun, I right. will always say no to those. Yeah, yeah. That's I will gonna... always say no to those. Uh, yeah,
0: that's good pieces. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's a good yeah. that's a good practice to say you know and sometimes no is like the healthiest move um you know just to kind of oh, see, yeah, you know for sure. we don't want that because there's a whole lot of other things that come along with that um that's cool i, I
1: think i think if you if you, if you define success the more no you can say the the more successful you're in your practice because that means you're actually doing what you want to do
0: yeah that's cool i like that um so after you kind of develop an idea or you think of something, because I, you know, just in in my familiarity with your studio and what I know of you guys, uh, you know, there's times where a project is is it takes a lot longer or you think about it a lot longer, sometimes even years before you even start to develop it. Um, what is that process like once you start developing? Like if if you have an idea, you dream up something and you you really are excited about an idea. um, What's the next step? Do you find a collaborator, like, technology-wise? Or, I mean, I'm assuming it depends on what the project is, but, you know, what are the next steps? Yeah. And then kind of what are some of the constraints that you find along the way into developing this, making it come in, you know, come to fruition? What are some of the challenges? And do you bend?
1: Um, oh, yeah, it's, um, it's a good question. Yeah, it differs for sure. Uh, most of the time, we have like uh, an idea comes up, and weirdly, no, weirdly enough, most of the ideas that we're still working on came from the beginning of uh, building our practice when we were just fresh out of out of school, mm-hmm. when we um, had like this this endless flow of 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 ideas, but they were totally not possible technological wise and um, and financial even less. So uh we we still like a couple of projects are still coming out now uh and in in the next two three years that we 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 came up with like 12 years ago um but yeah so that's that's again a different process but now obviously also we have new ideas Mm -hmm. um but most of the time it's it's further than the technology is that we that we could use otherwise it also wouldn't be interesting if i would do something now for example with uh uh, interactive projection mapping i mean i will i will just yeah i will i will i will fall asleep it's so, i mean it's so boring <laughs> because it's been done like so many times and and um, i just we want to create stuff that's never been done before and that's yeah. where the that's where the um yeah that's where you get my personal iphone when i'm standing in the studio you've been like fiddling on this machine for such a long time and then finally you know, it comes alive. It comes alive, and then it does actually what you're thinking of, or, or completely not. And then you have to you know, tweak on it for weeks. And I mean, that's the fun part. That's the that's the nicest thing to do. So um, sometimes it's also frustrating because you have ideas that other people are are are, are just doing sooner than you. And you're like, shit! Now I can't do it anymore. You know, yeah. so, like there's always the stress. <laughs> of, of, yeah, I mean, I you must that know feeling. this, right? I mean, yeah.
0: Usually, usually for me, um, I'll start something and then it'll be like I see it, I see a tinge of that happening somewhere else, and then I feel like I can't do it because I don't exactly. It, and then I put it down, and then it's still in my notebook, it's still something, it's an idea, but it's not, I don't know, it gets, it, and, it's, it,
1: and it's, yeah, and, it, and it's also um, uh, dangerous for, you know, when you have an idea, are you going to put it out just to claim the idea so you can work on it later properly, or, um, are you going to let it nourish for the, the time that it needs to, to, you know, become something stronger, but with the fear that somebody comes out earlier with a with a weaker version whereby you can't do it anymore because you look like you stole it from somebody else? I, yeah, right, I know.
0: <laughs> I know, no, no, I totally understand. But I, I think part of that is like, yeah. we think about it probably more than than people that there probably isn't a lot of people that would say you did that before or you stole that or something it's, it's I wonder if that's something yeah. that we internalize a little too much <laughs> I, think, I think sometimes I think it's a we do,
1: but, but it's also I mean because you want um, pure creativity to have a chance you want the people that have come out with the technology that have literally have been bleeding for it half the time to uh, to show it to people that they're known for it you know like you want to be known for your uh, inventions instead of the next guy jumping on it, making a a fast alteration that has all the time only to put in marketing because he hasn't put it haven't uh, didn't have to put the time in to make it as good as it can be. Mm-hmm. So it's always this yeah, it's tough like in that sense. So but um oh yeah, getting back to your question about how do we how do we um uh go in our practice from idea to to fulfillment is well yeah you have this sudden eure- Eureka moment like okay I wanna you know that swarm algorithm that we had in our flylight. we want to take it out of this static beach and have it physically not in projection but physically above us so what can carry that light source what can what can create this this uh swarming algorithm and then um you think of drones but there are no drone companies at that time in in the world so there's no dgi there's no there's nothing mm-hmm. and you start so you start talking to universities how do you develop this and and um that's when we were actually creating um with Delft University uh working on, on on this whole process and then then somebody else comes out, like uh Intel with uh with their piece, you are like Shit, we're too late, you know, because we're never gonna win it to this big company um that might have heard this through the through the through the because you're already talking to people about it to make it happen. So mm-hmm. so you you kinda lost it. But you, yeah, you also have to talk about it because you don't have any finances to to just do it. So you need your you need your partners, and then yeah, then we needed to convince them that we would be um it would be good for them to do it with us in the art community that it's seen as an art piece over time instead of just you know technology that might cheapen because you do logos in the sky and it becomes like um, a commodity instead of you know, a specific you know art piece that represents this times that we live in and and then you get that maybe done and then you have to get the money in to actually make it happen. So yeah, that was a long there's journey. A, no,
0: there's a lot yeah, there's a lot I'm fine, of but, moving parts. And maybe
1: I'm talking too much. Just break no. me off if I'm like that. No,
0: no, not at all. I think this is a real I mean it's I think that's the question. You're answering, you know, that's very complicated and it's not easy and it's not really, you know, straightforward. It's it's kind of all over the place and it's how you manage it and Um, I feel like it's, from what you're saying, it sounds like it's part art, it's part design, it's part business. (laughs) It's a little, it's a little bit of all of those things. Um Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Maybe you know,
1: that's that's the hard part because yeah sorry no, it's no, not stretching. no no
0: yeah I mean I think I think that's it's great I think this is a really good insight um, I want to take a, a quick break um, for those of you who are just joining I am talking with Ralph Nota at Studio Drift and um, we are talking about the installation work and design work um, when we come back I want to um, I want to ask you a little bit about Drifter we'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Nathan Hill, and you're listening to Entrepo. My guest today is Ralph Nauda from Studio Drift, and we were just talking about um, kind of the business side and the design side combination of some of the work that they do. Um, so I wanted to ask you about Drifter. Um, this is, um, so I was introduced to your work in 2018, and it was I was visiting Amsterdam, and um, I saw the exhibit at the at the Steilich and um, did I say that right? I feel like I'm not going to say that right. Steadic. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah. And I just I was kind of walking through the halls and then I stumbled on this this really giant floating being just kind of there um, and it's it's supremely impressive and it's just um, I think my takeaway was it just it felt like it felt like a it felt like somebody. I don't know if that's weird, but it it felt like a, a a a live thing even though it was very um geometric and it's this large for those who who don't know what this is and again pointing you to the to the website you have to check it out. But um can you talk a little bit about what this is? This massive block of concrete that floats? <laughs> um
1: yeah, I loved your comment, man. It, it it is a basically a living a living creature that does its own thing. Trying to find his um, relationship within the space, uh, without knowing why it's there, and
0: it's yeah, kind it of, felt, yeah, it also was,
1: refers to us in, in a way in that sense.
0: It just kind of floated around, like really softly, and I, you know that's what gave it life. But then at the same time, I don't know. It just it was it was so at the scale of it too is also um, it may, it gives you pause. You really f- stop and you look. And you're, I feel like, for me anyway, my experience was less looking and, and trying to figure out, like, how is this made and what is this doing? It was more about, f- like, figuring out what this was. Like, I'm in the presence of something. That's basically what it oh, that, like. was
1: great to, that was that's great to hear.
0: So how long did that take? Like, how is that something that you have, you guys thought up a long, for a long time? Or is that, is that just a personal thing? You just wanted to make this... Yeah, it like-
1: was it was an idea that I that I got when I when we were actually uh, installing our first commission in in Moscow, and I was sitting in a in a in a restaurant with a friend, and suddenly like, oh, do you know, it'd be cool if we can like have this monolithic sculpture get, become alive, this this floating block of concrete, and, mm-hmm. and and immediately we had an idea. Okay, but we can do it like this and this and this. How is how we can build it. Um, and um and then it sticks, and then it's stuck in our mind for like years and 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 we uh, we luckily found um, found a way to uh, to execute at a certain point, but the reason also why we wanted to do it because um, i'm thinking like what is you know what would it mean for people how how can you interpret this? what does it mean for me to to have this um you know this this unlogical Creature that that can't you know can't exist. I, it flowed above me. Like how does it uh, how does it relate to anything? And then um, I was reading this uh, this book uh, um, Utopia from Thomas More. It's like this m- middle aged sci fi book. Of like 1516. Oh, yeah, I was gonna
0: say like the 1500s. Um, yeah, That's, huh. yeah it's, it's ridiculous. And and he's and he's
1: just writing about this utopian society where they're where they're building these these impossible uh, structures, um, uh, with three story highs, uh, open, open windows, like open spaces, um, that can withstand storm and everything. And he's describing concrete without it existing. And then, you know, 300 years later, it, it's this invention that's starting to pop up and, and now, you know, dominates, dominates, uh, our everyday life. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, um, it talks about, the, you know, coming from an idea, inspiring an, an, uh, some some uh, scientist and then to come up with this substance at a certain point and then actually building it. It's That's why I love sci-fi, you know, it's the predecessor of a society. I mean, it's writing ideas for the people that are smart enough to actually execute them. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, that was also what this piece is about, like when you see it and and, and you feel this 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 thing that might be might work super simple maybe it's very um complicated but it but it doesn't matter but you're trying to understand it and trying to make sense of it you know even on a uh emotional level or or connecting to it but also on a on a, on a um you yeah, know how it's how, how how is it possible and i see a lot of people around me nowadays that they're bored out of the, or they pretend to be bored <laughs> yeah. like and i completely i can com- i completely don't get it It's like what well, it's yeah. like it's almost this safety unit that they have over themselves to protect <laughs> them not to have to engage or i don't know some form of control but how in the hell can you be bored,
0: bored. When, you're, when
1: you're stepping into like for everyday thing like a car that moves you from a to b and, and how can you be bored while you're, in the meantime you're not understanding how this is working? How can you not understand the poetics of a combustion engine going from A to B and then be bored? Like, yeah. It blows my mind. So for me, that piece is about that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like when you run into something you haven't seen before, you don't take it for granted. And that's what makes people start people thinking again instead of the car that they see every day, but also don't understand. So uh, yeah. a lot of people also ask us, like, how does it work? I'm like, okay, explain me how your mobile phone works <laughs> that you are in your hand every yeah. day that you haven't thought a millisecond of your life about, yeah. that, like, literally thousands and thousands of people have put their life energy in to make that thing work, and you just don't care. But that you want to know? No, yeah. it's like... <laughs>
0: Yeah. Doesn't work. Plus, I feel like, you know, for me anyway, and I, I again, I, everyone uh, approaches art in, in a different way and gets something different. But like, for me, it, things started to slow down. Like it just, even though I was surrounded mm-hmm. by a ton of people, I wasn't the only one in the room. I wish I could be, I wish there was an opportunity where I could just be in the room by myself. But, you know, it's still everything slowed down. It just immediately kind of like, you know, boom, it just everything went slow. Um, and, Thank you. Yeah, I just think it's really no. cool. I just think it's really cool, um, and I love the fact that you are his, you're referencing history. I think that's something, you know, that I try to do with uh, within my own practice is really kind of look back at what has historically been done and try to dig a little bit deeper versus kind of scraping the surface of what we, our culture today and really kind of think how can I. There, you know, there's books that just sit on my shelves and I, and I feel bad that I haven't opened them up in years, but I know that if I open them up, I'm going to glean some sort of information from that. And I'm wondering, do you, do you oh, typically sure. go back in time and like really, I know you said sci-fi, you find um, as, a, as a source of inspiration, do you, do you generally point to older texts and older things, history, before you start a project? Or does that help you even come um, up with a project?
1: Mm, nah I have to think about this mm, not always sometimes mm-hmm. i mean we actually we just worked on this uh, opera called Orfeo. it's uh it's the oldest opera ever written um and we were asked to well especially my partner lonica was asked to to uh to come up with um, with a piece that is one of the characters that is the ego of uh or or, or-, 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 or uh, Orfeo. and um so then, I mean, she has to get into the whole depth of wow, what did this opera mean and, and trying to I mean, to relive the characters. And, mm-hmm. um, but that, so that does happen. For me, I'm more yeah, like I said, I, I'm, I look more towards the future. So um, I don't know, talking to these all these witch kids about how technology might influence our future and, and what that can mean and um, how how can we still connect to it how can we uh, get it back to a human level how do we engage with it in a natural way I mean that's that's more
0: it's striking more that balance yeah yeah but Do
1: I, I mean yeah in my free time do I put on, put on do I put on uh, a movie from today or no, I'd rather watch Back to the Future or something some yeah no saga to- that it's that totally true yeah no that's totally
0: true <laughs> and that stuff never gets old yeah. <laughs> um no that's really cool um I feel like somehow with everything that everything feels very fast today um and I feel like those are the times they could just slow down and and reflect but uh yeah um I feel like our time is going so fast here um yeah I guess yeah I know this is a great conversation um I I wanted to find out, um, before we kind of close and, and wrap it up, how, so how many, you have so many people working on your team now, um, do you find, and you kind of alluded to this in the very beginning of the conversation, but, you know, do you find that you are unable to tinker with design and play with design as much as you used to, or are you kind of... Kind of overseeing the team and making sure that they're producing the work that is to you know the standard and quality that you you want to leave the studio. Like how how do you balance that? How do you still feel creative and?
1: Um, well, I think first of all, it's, it's not always that I'm overseeing the team. It's often also the team, um, seeing if I'm doing a good job enough. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. We have we have a, a, very, a very passionate. A gr- no it's a, it's a great group of people, and this could never be done on my own like that's you know why it's also um it's not it we're, we're, that's why we don't call our work like it's not the Ralph and Lonica show it's it's, <laughs> it's yeah it's drift it's a studio so everybody's yeah. a part of that and um uh the uh, the cool thing about working with so many so many great people is that I have more time to um, do multiple projects simultaneously. Whereby uh, back in the day, obviously, you have this one thing you have to nourish and build it for years, and then maybe it works or not. And now I have a lot of maybes, and 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 one or two, you know, is going to work. And um, everybody knows that, and we all put the same energy in. And yeah, you know, it, it's just um, it's just a it's just a, drift, a, a different animal.
0: Sorry. Mm-hmm no that's I think that's that's yeah, great that's great it's yeah. like a big family it sounds like
1: oh yeah for sure yeah 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 we just went all to the opera together and um
0: yeah it's a cool group that's great um well I think um like I said that went so fast <laughs> um I'd like to talk to you yeah. about this did stuff it, actually, forever
1: did, yeah, did, did I answer that question I, don't, I feel I didn't answer that question um is it okay
0: Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, I think, I think, yeah, I think that you, I mean, well, actually, do you, do you have things that you work on kind of alone, like by yourself and kind of thinking of things? And, um, I know I find myself trying to do that just simply because, you know, I got into design because I had a passion for it and I. I, I love it and I just I I have to do it. I have to make something with my hands in order for me to feel satisfied. It's kind of like how people when they work out or they yeah. go to the gym, you know, they feel like they've done something and, yeah. and, you know, I I really need to have that. I need um I need that in order to to feel fulfilled and it's not it's not easy for me anyway all the time uh, running a business and no, and think? then and then and then having your downtime where you can just think and walk, watch back to the future. You got to you have to have those moments and I think with all oh, of yeah. that, it's a constant. It's a constant. Uh, I think challenge to, you know, yeah. to keep that up and to keep. No, you're
1: you're absolutely you're absolutely right, and and I feel exactly the same. If I if I don't have get time to be on my own and uh, work on a project, then I just uh, I go bonkers.
0: Yeah, like I can have
1: these weeks where they are just filled up with like meetings and mm-hmm. stuff, and and if that just continues too long, then I just. Um, I go crazy, and I, I need to. I need my time alone to work on the pieces to think about why are we doing this, what can it be. And, I mean, that's and that's why that's why we do this. I mean, mm-hmm, exactly. You obviously, as well. Like that's that's the only reason why you, why you, why you are why you you, you are put up with all of the rest of the nonsense because yeah, that's what you need to do.
0: Yeah, it sustains it, it sustains this ability to create and it's it's cool that you know you have a larger team and you're able to produce a lot more and so you're able to and other people i'm sure are enjoying every minute of this um and it's it's tremendous um yeah thank you um so as we close um where can we find you online i think it's very important that everyone understands where they can see your work so um can you just give us like your url and then also um, your social channel yes
1: yeah, for sure. So if you want to stay updated with the uh, with the new stuff, and then uh, it's best to follow us on Instagram. It's like um, hashtag Studio Drift, um, and then yeah, on the internet it's just um, www.studiodrift.com, and that's more when we have like movies that you can see from the pieces and and processes and everything.
0: Awesome. Um, highly recommend it uh, for those of you who are listening in um, I am Nathan Hill, This you've been listening to Entrepot, um, I'm talking with Ralph Nauda at Studio Drift and Ralph it's been um, an extraordinary pleasure to talk with you about this um, like I said I feel like we had several more hours but um, yeah oh yeah this has been yeah, such a, there's great a lot present. of
1: similarities in what we do. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks for thanks for having me, man. Sure,
0: sure thing. I would love to keep in touch with you. Um, but yeah, in uh, thanks, thanks so much for sharing your, your stuff and yeah, awesome. Thanks so much. Okay, take care.
1: Okay, bye guys. Bye. Ciao.